Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you right now that your dear, sweet Holy Spirit will use my mind to think in and my mouth to speak from. That same spirit should work in all of those who are under the sound of my voice today. Father, bless us with wisdom. Bless us with discernment. Bless us with compassion this morning. Open the eyes of our hearts and let us see. Father, move me out of the way now that your perfect message can now go forward. We're going to thank you ahead of time for these victories I know we're about to experience because of the power that is in your word. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say it. Amen. Amen. Listen, the name of this particular series that starts today is Our Family Tree Series. Our Family Tree. Yes, I'm in your family tree. Yes, I am. You know, scientists have recently discovered that in the blood of all human beings on the planet Earth, that there's less than 1% difference in all of our blood. Less than 1% different in all of our blood. I, I need y'all to get this today. See, anybody remembers, who was this guy who used to come on TV and... Um, See, I guess I wasn't supposed to use that analogy because I can't think of what his name is. Maybe it'll come to me later. But here's what's important. Today, I want to start a study, a study that is biblical. Everybody say biblical. I don't want you to think this is political or social or any of those things. This is biblical. I need you to know as this study goes on, the world has went after our Bible. They have went after our Bible because it is true. So if I can weaken your view on the truth, if I can make you think that these stories are just myths, you won't have faith in the Bible. You'll have faith in what I tell you or faith in what story or experience you may have. I want to do through this particular series is return our hearts and minds to the B-I-B-L-E. Is that okay this morning? I want to make sure that what I talk about, every point that I give you is in your Bible. Now, I must warn you that as we do, it's going to bump up against some stuff you heard. It's going to bump up against some stuff you learned. It's going to bump up against some stuff that you've been practicing in your life. Are y'all hearing me today? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You know, my grandmother was a, an incredible woman of God, but she was also an incredible woman of superstition. One of the worst experiences I ever had is she asked me to go outside to pick up a newspaper, but it was raining, so she handed me an umbrella. Now, as a young man, I want to be smart, so I wanted to test the umbrella before I went outside to make sure that it worked. Anybody know what I'm about to talk about right now? Okay. So I opened the umbrella in the house. And then when, when she woke me up, <laughs> I mean, she actually knocked me out because her fear of what opening that umbrella meant was greater than what her faith or knowledge of God was. Are y'all understanding me today? 
So because we kind of grow up in some environments that teaches stuff that either rivals the Word of God or that is more important than the Word of God in our lives, this particular series is going to kind of bump up against some of those things. Are you hearing me? What I later was able to share with my grandmother that every good umbrella company opened umbrellas up all day long to make sure they opened and they didn't have any bad luck because we still buy umbrellas don't we so they're making money are you understanding me today so sometimes our faith can be in something that's not real our faith can be in something that's not biblical but because we have an emotional attachment to it we stand on that Today, this series I want to kind of mess with is under your stand. Understand? (laughs) I want to mess with under your stand. Do you understand? Praise the Lord. So, our family tree series. Now, listen, the Bible tells us specifically, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, there's a story in Genesis of how God created the earth. Has anybody read it? Listen, the world has been tons of time trying to turn that story into a myth we christians say we believe in god right if we believe in god we should believe in the bible the story in the bible about creation is a hundred percent real there is no big bang you can leave here today go get all of your dishes in the house smash them on the kitchen floor and see if it spells faith it won't Because there's no accident to this. This is by design. This is a God who is a creator who created us. He created the earth, the sun, the moon, and the stars. And it says this in Genesis. It gives us this incredible record. Now, we are supposed to have faith in that record. Everybody say amen. Amen. Well, part of that record is the creation of Adam and Eve. Now, hear me. On the planet Earth, where he put man, the first man was, the first man was, the first man. So from Adam, and then comes along Eve, and he tells them to produce, to, to, to replicate, to, to have children, right? So mankind started with Adam and Eve. So every man on the planet Earth... I said every man and woman on the planet Earth came from Adam and Eve. Can we agree on that? Well, I just don't agree. Let's go to a scripture. Because we say we believe in the Bible, right? Let's go to Genesis. Y'all having fun yet? It says, then God said. Who said? Let us. Now, we believe in the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? He said, let us make mankind in our image in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals and over the creatures that move along the ground so god created mankind god created mankind in his own image In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Now, I could do a sidebar at this particular time and talk about, you know, some stuff, but that's a whole sermon series for another time because that can't be tackled in a minute because the world has, again, attacked 
I seen a sign the other day. It said, this doesn't pertain to the people, to, to women who have been assigned as females. Assigned? As though the doctor goes, well, let me see, uh, what am I going to make you? No, God created. But again, that's a sermon for another day. Y'all still with me? Okay, let's read on. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in, fill the and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So we've established the fact that God created man. He created mankind, male and female. He created them. Is that established? He did this in the earth. So can we agree that no other people came from Mars? No other people came from Venus? No other people came from Jupiter? Can we agree on these things? So then all mankind must have came from this creation period in the Garden of Eden. Somebody say amen. amen. Okay. Another verse. Ready? Just to solidify this. Adam named his wife Eve because, I <laughs> love the Bible, because she would become, she would become, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. She would become the mother of all living. So Eve is the mother of all living. Adam is the father of all living. What has us tripped up is there was a time when we were in school, somebody brought a book by a guy named Charles Darwin who talked about the evolution of man. I know they teach it in school. But it's important for you to get this today. We learned it as though it was truth. Some of us learned it in college. Some of us learned it in seminary. It was taught that man evolved, that there was evolution. The Bible says creation. There's a difference between evolution and creation. And we as Christians who say we believe in the Bible, we must believe in creation. And if we believe in creation, then there is no evolution. God created Adam and Eve, and Eve is the mother of all living, which makes Adam the father of all living, that makes us in the same family tree. Some of you are looking at me going, but there is no billy goats. So there's no need for butting in this particular matter because the Bible says without a shadow of a doubt that Eve is the mother of all living. Are y'all still with me this morning? Are you sure? Adam is the first father, excuse me, the first human father, and Eve is the first human mother. God Almighty is the creator of both. So every human being came from this couple. Therefore, there is only one race, and that is the human race. Now, I need us to get this, and I know this might be a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm giving you scripture. I'm going to support it with Bible, but I need you to know there's only one race. It's the human race. Amen. See, we were taught that there was the black man, the white man, the yellow man, the red man. Did I miss any? Not the bread man. 
But we were taught this, were we not? Can you remember in school, white man, black man, red man, yellow man, brown man? Then we were taught, if that wasn't enough, then we were taught this evolutionary cycle where there was the pro-magnum man and and then the, the other man. You ever see those little charts where the guy was bent over, looked like a monkey? And then the next stage, he was a little bit more erect. And then the next stage, he was a little bit more erect. God didn't do that. Your ancestors are not monkeys. My ancestors are not monkeys. My ancestors are Adam and Eve. Now, why is this important? Because if we don't correct this thinking, we think that there's somebody who's here outside of the creation story. Are y'all hearing me today? We all... (laughs) Are the same thing. Listen, Adam and Eve. We just read it, right? Can we agree so far? We we okay so far? Okay. There's only one race. It's the human race. Now, again, I told you this is going to kind of bump up against some stuff that we've heard. The word race in the Bible identifies different spiritual groups, not people groups. Different spiritual groups, not people groups. Let's go to the scriptures so we can verify this. Let's go to Malachi chapter 2. Ah, man, I love this stuff. See, every now and then you come to church and you kind of get like this lesson. But this is important, especially now. Especially now, this is important. Malachi chapter 2. Do we not all have one father? My question to you is, what do you believe? See, because this is what the Bible says. But what's important is, what do we believe? Or what have we been taught? Man, I'm telling you, my grandmama knew superstitions like nobody's business. And she taught me that stuff. And for a long time, I lived based on superstition. And it was wrong. When I first met my wife, I said, hey, baby, what's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with anything. Because we were married 20-something years. I'm, we're at the dining room table. No, kitchen table out in California. And I'm reading the newspaper. And I open it up. And I look at this sign that says my, you know, my, my that Aquarius. And it says, today you will meet the woman, the woman of your dreams. Who I've been living with for 21 years. Who who was that? No, I need you to laugh, but I need you to think about how much faith we have in something that is not biblical and how it can squeeze its way into our beliefs and then attach itself to our emotions that we get upset. If somebody says to you who doesn't look the same way as you do, they say, you're my brother. Oh, no, wait a minute, that can't be. Well, it is because there's only one Adam, there's only one Eve, and all people came from there. Are you all still with me this morning? Listen, do we not all have one father? Do not, excuse me, did not one God create us? Why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another? Now, this gets really good. Listen closely. Judah has been unfaithful. 
a detestable thing has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying women who worship a foreign god. He didn't marry a woman who came from a foreign planet. He didn't marry a woman who came from a foreign country. He married a woman who believed in a foreign god. Oh man, I hope y'all understand me today. God was upset that he mixed pagan gods in with the one true God. Are y'all still with me this morning? As for the man who does this, whoever he may be, may the Lord remove him from the tents of Jacob, even though he brings an offering to the Lord God Almighty. God is making a distinguishing factor, not on somebody's skin color, not on what part of the country they came from, but because this guy messed with somebody who wasn't the one God. Are y'all still here this morning? We're not done. Let's go to another verse and hopefully this will work for you. <laughs> Romans chapter 9. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. I don't know why Paul would have to say that. Other than the fact, hear me, that Paul is in the midst of dealing with all of these different cultural mixes in this particular city. And he's trying to get them to see that they are one people. But he has to go deep into this thing and he has to let them know, listen, I'm trying to teach you the truth. I'm not lying to you. I need you to understand what I'm telling you. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of, for the sake of, I need everybody to say that, my people, say it. Now listen, again, as we go through this series, I need you to know, I am your people. You are my people. Because we come from one person, Adam. And Eve, but listen closely. He says, for I wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race. Listen closely. The people of Israel, those of my own race, the people of Israel, those of my own race, the people of Israel. What is he talking about? He's not talking about, see, some of us in our minds, we grew up thinking Israel was all white, right? So we would mistake this, cert, this scripture to say, all my people, meaning, but is this what Paul is saying? Listen closely. The people of Israel, there is the adoption to sonship. There's the divine glory. You see how he's describing his people? Listen, theirs is the adoption to sons, sonship. Who is that? Those are the people who believe in God. They were adopted. They were set to become children of God. Theirs is the adoption to sonship. Theirs, the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Paul is talking about all the people who share his faith. Those people, he's saying, are his race. Listen. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. So when he's talking about race, he's not talking about skin color. How do we know? 
1984, let me just say this. In the country of Ethiopia, how many of you know that Ethiopia had Christianity 2,700 years before we became a country? I want to make sure you get that in your head. This is true history. You can go home and check it. 2,700 years before we became a country, they practiced Christianity in Ethiopia. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know what's happening to you right now. But hear me. My people, my race. In 1984, the Jews in Israel went to Ethiopia. And guess what they found? They found Jewish sects in Ethiopia that had a longer history with Judaism than the country of Israel. Again, you can go check it yourself. They found Jewish sects in Ethiopia who had a longer history with the Jewish faith than the country of Israel. So you know what they did? They put them on an airplane and brought them to Israel. Now, did those Jews in Ethiopia look like the Jews in Israel? No, but they knew they were one family. Why? Because it was one race. They practiced the same faith. And whenever you see race in the Bible, that's all it means is they're talking about faith. They're not talking about brown man, black man, yellow man, blue man, purple man, polka dot man. It's talking about the fact that they had one faith. So they weren't done. In 1991, the the Ethiopian Jews who came and told them, listen, I know y'all think... We got history, but there's some brothers over there that still have the Ark of the Covenant. There's some brothers over there that still have some of the original Jewish artifacts that were in the original temple. They still have it over there in Ethiopia. So they sent other airplanes back in 1991 and brought 18,000 Ethiopian Jews to Israel. Say, Pastor Ben, why are you telling me this? Because they didn't look the same, but they knew they were the same. They were one faith, therefore one race. We already established the fact that we're only one, the human race. But whenever the Bible said race, it was talking about faith. And the Jews in Israel proved it to us by having these Ethiopian Jews come with more history than they had. Y'all okay? I can feel the earth move, but we're not done. (laughs) Noah and his sons. I'm going to make this quick. Noah and his sons. So God got the people on earth got increasingly evil and God said, I'm done with y'all. He sent a flood. If you're with people who say he couldn't have sent a flood. My wife and I were recently on a cruise. And while we're on the cruise, we're in the boat and they give directional information. And they said this particular part of the ocean was 1,950 miles deep. Oh, man, I told you I was going to be on you this this month. I need you to get this. 1,950 miles deep. So that means there's enough water (laughs) in that part of the ocean to cover every inch of the earth. Is there anything on the earth that we see that tall? Not even, what's that big mountain they climb all the time? Never, whatever that thing is. Neverest, Everest. It'll never be deeper than that water is what it is. <laughs> but it's, it's not that high. 
So they, when they did excavations sometime recently, about 15 years ago in the desert in the Middle East, guess what they found? Well bones. They found well bones in the desert in the Middle East, covered up for many years under some sand. What is a well doing in the desert? The water took him there because when the earth was flooded, he couldn't handle the movement of the water. So that's where he ended up at. Are y'all still here today? This is giving you information to talk with people who tell you they don't believe. But God sends a flood. So Noah is in the ark. Noah was required to get two of all the animals. The animals marched into the ark. So all that was left after the flood was Noah and his sons and their wives. And of course, Noah's wife. Are y'all still here? So they get on the ark and they float in the water for how long? How long did Jesus get tested in the wilderness? <laughs> how long did Elijah wander in the wilderness? 40 days, 40 nights, but that's another story. That's a sermon for another day. But 40 days, 40 nights. Are y'all still here? So they get off. The water recedes. They get off. So what are their instructions? Let's go real quick. Genesis chapter 9. Ready? Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, what? Be fruitful, increase in number, and fill the earth. We heard that before, right? So now listen to me. Where did Noah and his sons come from? From Adam and Eve. Where'd you come from? And then once they got rid of those people, now who do we come from? Noah and his sons. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of... And from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. Somebody say amen. amen. The Bible just said from them three guys came people who were scattered all over the whole earth. Now, there are some of you when some church or somebody wanted to prove the fact that there were different races, they wanted to say that Ham was cursed. And, and the well, he wasn't cursed, his son was. But they wanted to say they cursed him with dark skin. I know some of you heard this. You don't, you don't need to raise your hand because I've heard him teaching in church. I heard him say this. So think about this. We're on the continent of Africa. What do people look like on the continent of Africa? They're pretty much dark skin because that's how God protects the skin from the sun. But they're going to try to tell me that he got cursed and God cursed him to be dark skin. Everybody on the planet is dark skin. So it ain't a curse, especially if it's going to protect me from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. Is anybody hearing me today? I need us to get this. No, we'll get to the part where people began to look different. But I need you to know that's all we do is look different. We are the same people. There's only one race and it's the human race. Is this making sense to anybody today? Now listen to me. If it makes you feel like... Like I'm taking something from you. I'm not taking anything from you. I'm giving you something. I am giving you freedom 
to fulfill the call of God upon us to love your brother and sister. I'm giving you something so you can be free to understand. We may look different, but we only one race of people. So you can love me, love somebody else. You can share and your life increases. I got one more verse. Are y'all okay today? Are you sure? Acts chapter 17. Then I'm going to close. It says, Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. He could have said that today. Because we are very religious. Brother, we get some ideas. And here's the point, the point that's really funny for me. We get crazy ideas out there. We ended up bringing those crazy ideas in here. And then those crazy ideas take root in here. And then you have people sitting in here who think that I can be a Christian but hate others. And you can't. But we'll talk about that. Paul says, for as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples made by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself, God, gives everyone, all of us, life and breath and everything else hold on to something for one excuse me from one man who's that one man from one man he made i'm gonna be like perry mason right now and rest my case for today almost from one man he made how many of the nations Okay, just sit there for a second and let the people, the faces of the people of all the nations of the earth run through your head. Just sit there for a second and let the faces of the people all over the earth from every nation, from every tribe, from every group of people. Let all those faces run through your head right now. Now I want them to begin to run through your heart because those are your brothers and sisters. I said those are your brothers and sisters. But listen, from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him. The only one who can solve this thing for us is us seeking him because it's in his word. It is in him that the truth lies. It has been in so many other places that, that lies have happened. You know, I had a wonderful third grade school teacher. Wonderful lady. She went to college, did all that stuff, graduated, become a school teacher, got cert- certified, got all that stuff. Guess what? When she was young, she learned something about, quote, races. So when she went around the room to ask people what they wanted to be, and she got to me, and I said, I want to be a teacher, and she laughed at me. 
Why? Because in her mind, based on what she was taught from the world, that was impossible for me to obtain. Because they thought that there was some kind of inferior thing that happened through dark skin versus other skin. But there's only one group of people on the planet. Skin got nothing to do with this, man. I need us to get this. Why? See, because the body of Christ is the only entity that can speak to the world. We're the only ones who can fix this, fix it. But if we can't fix it here, how can we fix it there? The government can never pass a law. Never. You know how many laws they pass? See, we had the civil rights law. We had the voting right law. We had this law, had that law. And still, it's a mess. Are y'all understanding this today? Say, Pastor Ben, why are you pushing this? Because I need you to be free. You ready? I'm already free. Oh, I need you to hear this today. Ben is already free. I am free to love you, free to be there for you, free to be around you because I know my daddy loves me. I know my daddy created me absolutely 100% perfect and he didn't create no one else on the planet earth who was superior to me. The only one who is, is the, the king of Judah, the lion of Judah, my Jesus. And he even says, I'm his brother. Are y'all hearing me today? So hear me. I need you to get this because it frees us. I need to free you because I love you. The last thing I need is for you to be afraid of the people that God sent you to love because their skin is different. That's not Christianity. Close. God did this so they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. Why? Because he created all of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own prophets have said, we are his offspring. Come on up, praise team. I, this is the foundation for this particular series. I know this subject matter is uncomfortable, but it's biblical. It's in, in your Bible. It's in your Bible. It's biblical. So, hear me. You ready? There's only one race. The human race. One more time. There's only one race. The human race. Okay, one more time. With conviction. <laughs> There's only... The human race. So, our family tree... Me and you hanging on the same branch. Yes. 